Hello, and welcome back to Sass Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Brian and Mary, and this is episode 233. Yes, and it's already almost April. The sun is still out, and it's 7.40 p.m. It's wonderful. It's so great. We, we hit above, I think, 55 degrees. It was 60 degrees. It was 60 degrees. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's exciting stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's exciting for people in Washington. Yeah, I know, I know. That's like the all-time low for like probably some people like around the world, but... This is an all-time high this year. <laughs> so far, yeah. So far, yes. Well, this week, you know, uh, was a sad ending for the Zags, which we'll talk about. But um, did want to mention that our podcast group, you know, the tournament's not quite over yet, even though I kind of forgot about it once the Zags lost. Right. Um, but Brian is in first place right now for our podcast uh, group. But since he can't win the prize, uh, Elise is in second place, only 10 points behind him. Uh followed by Martha. And then, you know, I don't know if anyone has any teams left. I haven't gone, you know, bracket by bracket, but I certainly don't have any teams left. I don't think you do either. Well, especially this year, this is... Lots of upsets. Like you mentioned in the previous episode, like there's a lot of, a lot of upsets. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, are we coming with mostly all uh, basketball? Also, we watched the first five episodes of Lois Blind, which was hilarious um and very entertaining yes and the importance of this is you know it's another dating show we're dating reality show but it's that the people that applied to be on the show are from seattle so you you might uh you could potentially see someone you know probably not no but the important thing is they eventually will start showing locations in seattle and you'll be like oh it's it's uh you saw the fremont bridge yeah we saw the fremont bridge i think i saw uh, like an area near the Ballard Locks, mm-hmm. so Space Needle, obviously. Space Needle, yeah. Um, so it should be should be fun to see them when they come back to Seattle in the episodes that are coming out soon. Yes. So yeah, but most of our weekend was taken up by basketball, so I guess uh, we can just jump right into it all. Um, another, so the first game that we're going to cover uh, since our last podcast was UCLA. Now you know we've had quite the history with UCLA. You know the classic. Adam Morrison crying on the court loss to UCLA. And then, you know, two years ago, uh, Jalen Suggs hit that winning basket. court shot, yeah. Amazing. That was the best Gonzaga basketball game in history. This one comes pretty close, though. Uh, We were behind by 13 points at the half, uh, 33 to 46. So, you know, we aren't – we're not the best – first half team but we also are not the greatest team when we get behind as we'll you know find out in the game after this um but you know we actually played very very well um actually scored 46 points in the second half and UCLA, ucla scored 30 so final score 79 to 76 and uh the Player of the game was Julian Strother. Yes. This game. Uh, he hit a three-pointer from, like, the logo. Mm-hmm. It's about 7.2 seconds left. Yeah, so not, like, the last second shot, like, Julian, or that Jalen Suggs had, but still, I mean, it was crazy, and we needed it, and it was kind of a back-and-forth game um, for a little while. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember, like, we were down by 13, like you said, to mm-hmm. start the second half. We came all the way back, and at a single point, we were up by 10. Crazy. And we're like, okay, well, I think we got this. But 
Somehow, we managed to basically blow a 10-point lead. In 40 seconds. In 40 seconds. Like, they hit a couple three-pointers or got a three-point play. And then when, you know, they fouled us, we didn't hit the first part of our free throws. So they just got the possession back, and they just kept on making it. And we kept on missing and giving them more and more possessions. And then, you know, in the blink of an eye, uh, we're losing by a point. It was crazy. Well, I was like at two and a half minutes. I'm like, okay, I think we got this. I think we're going to win. And then, like you said, it just happened so fast. In 40 seconds, they scored 10 points. We scored zero points. They were up. I was like, oh, this took a quick turn. I know. Like, is this really happening? Like, I felt like this was like going to be another Adam Morrison scene because in that in, in that in that game, Gonzaga had a lead as well, and they they kind of blew it within the last minute. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I I never watched that game live. I wasn't a Gonzaga fan when that happened, but I watched like the last you know like two minutes of the game, and Gonzaga was winning that game too and then they kind of like fumbled away the lead and i'm like oh no here we go but luckily mark few drew up a play and you know they passed the ball to julian before and he was far away enough that you know the defenders are like oh we don't need to you know like guard him at this point i mean honestly a risky basket it was a risky basket like uh luckily it worked so then you could say like it was all designed but (laughs) It was a very risky shot because I don't know if the players were in a good position for a rebound if there was a miss. No, because they were all just running down the court. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, I mean, in the end, Gonzaga got basically twice as many rebounds as UCLA, over twice as many uh, total turnovers, which is not great. Right. Um, But our three-point percentage was about even. Our field goal percentage was... Ours was 50%. UCLA was 41.8. Drew Timmy had... I think he tied his... Record for number of points scored in a game, 36. Mm-hmm. Amazing. He had a great game as per usual. And then Julian Strother was the, you know, another highlight of the game. Uh, honestly, quite a few people stepped up in this game, uh, which is, it was nice to see because sometimes yeah, it's the yeah. Drew Timmy show. Yeah, it was Drew, but Bolton stepped up a little mm-hmm. bit in the second half. First half, he wasn't doing much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bolton stepped up. Julian stepped up. Of course, Timmy was always... Uh, gonna score he scored 36 points actually that game so yeah. that's and i think that was like his tournament high that's what i said and yeah. and i think that's when he broke the record for number of 20 plus point games in the ncaa Tur- tournament, yeah, the tournament which yeah. is 10 10 yes. games which again people think that he's been on the team for way longer than he has but he only was on the team playing for three seasons right no four seasons sorry four seasons yes so yeah, then, you know, we're on this high, exciting, exciting. We made it to the Elite Eight for the third time within the last five years. Uh, but, you know, we're facing up against uh, number four Yukon Huskies on Saturday. And, you know, the first half, I was we played fairly well. Honestly, it was the at halftime, the score was 39 to 32. So we were only down by seven. Again, in the UCLA game, we were down by 13 at half. So I was like, okay, this is doable. Right. Um, unfortunately, Drew Timmy, by the end of the second half, the first half, he had two fouls already. Right. So I was like, that's not great, but it's okay. Um, and then just came out guns blazing second half, and he got two quick, two more quick uh, fouls. fouls, which so then horrible. Yeah. So he <laughs> worst case scenario for yeah, us. He basically had to you know sit on the bench for so long, and without Drew Timmy. I feel like our team didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to do. Didn't know how to score. Like usually, you pass the ball to your Timmy, and you know 
he'll either score the ball for you or you know he'll you know cause a double team and create you know openings for the his teammates and i'm just seeing this for the first time but our three-point percentage for this game was 10 percent i mean i didn't know i didn't i thought it was really bad that's really bad that wow take 10 shots and only make one okay so (laughs) honestly across the board our field goal percentage was 33 and uconn's is 41 um field goal percentage theirs was 35 Mm -hmm. ours was 10 total turnovers about even rebounds about even so really it was mostly in the three point i don't know we i think we also got really concerned when we got started getting farther and farther behind so we just kept shooting more and more threes and not making any of them yeah we certainly didn't uh you know hold our poise under pressure oh kind of panicked like we have to make this deficit up right now we need to go for like the home run play instead of just you know slowly making baskets and you know stopping them from scoring on the other end which has always also been one of our struggles is we could score a lot sometimes except for this game but it doesn't help when you can't stop them from scoring so we needed to do both and unfortunately we did neither so they kept on scoring and then we were having a hard time to score on on our offensive side and honestly drew timmy still played 31 minutes which is honestly crazy to me i thought he played way less than that he was out for quite a bit of the second half and Mm -hmm. i guess about half of the second half um they had to keep taking him in and out because they were like we're getting farther and farther behind and he's clearly needed uh but also he had to play more like passively when he was in the game because he had four fouls right um and so he just couldn't play at his full potential i feel like because right. he didn't want to you know foul out completely in case we really needed him but at some point it just became so unbearable when there were seven minutes and 45 seconds left i just couldn't take it anymore and i just got up yeah Mary and i walked out of the room like, oh mary's mad well i was also <laughs> i was like yelling at the tv i was like this is so annoying and like i was just like missing every shot not playing well at all brian just silently focused on the tv i'm like are you awake like what's I going was, on i was watching the game i was taking it all in i know but i wanted I you to be don't... mad with me well, I, I, I just don't express <laughs> anger so i was like outwardly at least yeah i mean yeah but then i was just like oh this is so annoying i'm like there's no way we're gonna win it's not even gonna be close I had just given up all hope, so I just like went and sat on my bed instead because I just was like, not a great way to end the season. No, unfortunately, that was a, a rough ending for Drew Timmy Ugh. and Gonzaga. Like, He'd only had so many, only a few losses in his whole Gonzaga career. The, by this is by far the worst one. Yeah. Uh, final score was eighty-two to fifty-four. Yeah, so Horrible. not close, not not close at all. And we basically kind of gave up as soon as the second half started when Drew Timmy got. The fourth foul. Yeah, that's when the... It's, I mean, we were down by seven at the half, but then it just spread farther and farther apart, and we just could not catch up. And UConn was a very good team. Yes, yes. I don't want to, I don't want to just only credit our downfall to Gonzaga messing up. UConn uh, played well on their end as I well. mean, I don't even know if we could have beat them with Drew Timmy in the game, but it just did not help us at all that he got in foul trouble. Maybe it could have been a little bit closer, at least. A little, hopefully like 10 20 points drew timmy still was our leading scorer he scored 12 points which is you know a huge huge difference from the game before when he scored 36 yeah Uh, i I still just don't think we have that much practice playing against teams that are are equals or better and without drew timmy yeah we've never like there are teams that are like you know the middle of the pack teams that have to find ways to win games against teams that are better than them yeah just the nature of the game like you 
like okay your your team is worse but you still need to win so you find creative ways to win the game and we've never really had to practice that sort of mentality like you know maybe you know play a different style or or just don't give up just keep on playing and eventually you'll have your moment but yeah unfortunately it just wasn't our night so it really wasn't it was We've had quite a few bad endings to seasons, but this was probably one of the worst. I don't know if, like, I was going into the tournament, I was like, I don't know if we have this. This is definitely not our strongest team right? in the past 10, 12 years since we, like, really been following the Zags, but... There were a lot of upsets. That's the thing. So then it became more and more confident. I'm like, maybe we could. But also, I'd be like, are you kidding me? Like, this is the team that we're going to win with? Like... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, no offense to them, they're very good, but just that we've had much more talented teams in the past. Right. That, you know. Right. It's a, it's sometimes it takes a little bit of luck and sometimes yeah. a little bit of skill. Well, it depends on who else, you know, gets out. And right, there's a right. lot of teams sometimes that Sometimes there are upsets out. that would have otherwise been a problem for us, but, you know, the, the path is a lot easier some years than others. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of the path, you know, other games happened, you know, over what is it, the weekend, uh, the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8 games happened. Mm-hmm. So now we're into the Final Four. And I'm just going to go over a couple notable games. Um, the path of our current Final Four contestants. Mm-hmm. So we just went over uh, UConn right now. Uh, but other notable games would be Florida Atlantic. Um, they came as the 9 seed. And they have kind of been the Cinderella story of the tournament that's yeah. that's still going. Uh, they upset Tennessee, and then they upset Kansas State. Basically, everyone they play against is a higher ranked team than them. I mean, yeah, <laughs> nine seed. That's not very common. That you know. Yeah, you yeah. Make every every I'm looking at it right now. Every uh, oh, except except for Fair Dickinson, which upset Farley Dickinson. Farley Dickinson, which upset Purdue. Every other game has been against a team that was ranked better than them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and this is only their second year ever in the tournament. Their first appearance was last year, uh-huh. and now they're in the final four. Yes, and this was the first time they actually won a game too. Was this? Oh year. yeah, because wow. they, they didn't advance. Like so, that this is like all new for them. And you know, I want to congratulate them. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, the the uh, another one of the uh, final four contestants is san diego state shout yes. out to elise yes. who goes to school there <laughs> i know she's a gonzaga fan but she can you know you know mention that she goes to san diego state uh, now. just I mean, basketball that's, schools that's, that's, all over the place it's cool you know yeah. uh but san diego state also had a pretty uh tricky journey they had to upset a number one seed in alabama and then they uh survived a one point game against creighton as well so that was their two games they had to play to win, mm-hmm. uh, to get into the Final Four. And then we have uh, the the fourth uh, Final Four team would be Miami. And Miami has always... I, I picked Miami to go far. I didn't think they'd go this far. So uh, Miami had to upset a number one seed as well uh, in Houston. And then they upset the number two seed in Texas. So we have our Final Four uh set and it's Miami against UConn and then San Diego State against uh FAU mm-hmm. so so we have San Diego State holding down the west coast for us yes I mean yes. at least there's a west coast yes because oftentimes there's not no yeah I don't know the stat off the top of my head right now because I didn't look it up but it was like you know so many years since a west coast team actually won 
the NCAA tournament. Like, yeah. I can't even remember the last time it was. It's probably UCLA like 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Uh, but what's notable about this Final Four is there's no number one seed, there's no number two seed, and there's no number three seed. And so That's the first time ever. Yeah, first time ever. So once again, that plays to the fact that there was a lot of upsets. And this was also the first time that no uh, number one seed even made it to the Elite Eight. Yeah. They, they, so they, they all lost within the first three games. And it takes six games to win the national championship. So lots of upsets. And it's been a pretty exciting year. Uh, or ex- exciting tournament, I should say. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not too invested anymore. I don't have any of my teams left in my brackets. And Gonzaga's out. But maybe we'll watch the last three games of the tournament. You can do it. It's only three more games. Sorry. It's only six more hours of my life, I yeah. guess. But, uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was fun while it lasted for the Zags. And, you know, someday we'll win the championship. And it'll be worth it all these years of waiting and waiting. And if FAU can do it in, you know, their second year ever in the tournament, that will be crazy. I'll be like, we've waited over two decades for this and still counting. <laughs> but, uh yeah, I don't really have a favorite to win, I guess. For Gonzaga's sake, I would hope UConn would win. But UConn's the only team left that has won a championship before. Right, right. So in that case, it would be better if any of the other teams won. But for Gonzaga's sake, I partially want UConn to win and be like, see, they are really good, but also we were just really bad that night. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I, I don't care too much about that. I'd much rather see a new team win personally I'd, I'd rather like honestly looking at them like san diego state winning that'd be kind of cool west coast mm-hmm. team fau you know who knows where they are i think they're florida in florida, some, florida Atlantic. Some, somewhere in florida yeah. right but you know who's heard of them that's what i should say yeah but if you do fau versus miami two florida schools that'd be kind of that's cool, cool for that state i guess yeah yeah not cool for everyone else out there <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> but yeah super cool uh you know line up in the final four and it's anyone's game right there's mm-hmm. no clear favorite there's no number one two or three seed like we said so just uconn is four and then san diego state and miami are five and fau is nine yeah so honestly quite a range yeah yeah which is nice to see for once because some like some years it's just one seed year after seeds. year yeah. it's the same few teams right for the most part so gotta mix it up and you know gotta shake up those teams who thought that they would oh we got this in the bag we've been in to the final four many times or whatever uh, who are just always in the tournament, number one seeds. So, yes. yes. So, now for our last segment, we're going to go over some upcoming movies that are coming out in the next few months that uh, we are interested in watching. I don't know if go to the theater for them, but uh, at least go see them at some point. Um, the first one I want to talk about is The Little Mermaid live-action movie. It's coming out. Uh, and that is coming out on May 26th, so right before Memorial Day weekend, the classic time for the movie releases to come out. So um, this is a remake of the 1989 Little Mermaid, and it's been they've been working on it since May 2016. So it's going to be the same uh, you know storyline as the first original um, Little Mermaid. Um, Halle Bailey is Ariel, not to be confused with. Halle Berry, right. which is how I read it as the first time. Uh, and then, I don't know some of the other actors, but the other one I do want to call out is Melissa McCarthy is Ursula, of which course. should be hilarious. Um, this one, obviously, is going to be a little more dramatic than the cartoon. Right. I watched the um, trailer, and it's more dark and stormy and 
you know, just more realistic uh, because it's live action. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen a couple of these Disney uh, live action, uh, you know, like adaptations, mm-hmm. and for the most part, they do a pretty good job. Yeah, I, I I think I remember seeing watching Little Mermaid at least once, <laughs> mm-hmm. not too many times, but uh, I don't want to spoil it. But <laughs> doesn't Ursula like? I think Ursula gets like impaled by a boat. <laughs> I mean, don't I mean it's been out for quite a while, so yeah. if you haven't seen it by yeah, now, yeah. sorry, sorry, spoiler alerts. So. <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna show that with a uh, live action. Maybe they'll just. Well, how'd like, they show it with a cartoon? I don't know. I mean, I don't think they showed it. But so I won't show it this time applied. either. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. Go ahead with your first movie. Okay, so the first movie is actually coming up. It's called Air, and it's coming out in uh, what's well, it was premiered already in March, but it's really gonna be released to all of the United States April fifth. And oh, okay. this is a. Uh, biographical sports drama directed by Ben Affleck. Oh yes, and it, he stars Matt Damon and you know a couple others that not worth mentioning because I don't <laughs> know who they are. They're probably important, <laughs> but it's based on the true uh, events of the origins of Air Jordan, like the brand and uh, the basketball shoe line, in which uh, a Nike employee seeks to strike a business deal with uh, then rookie Michael Jordan, and that's basically. Uh, you know the Nike swoosh and you know Air Jordan like they're very synonymous mm-hmm. uh, and you know that was one of Nike's big brands to start off with so that would be uh, you know an interesting sort of like documentary type sports you know movie that, yeah that'd be good yeah so I, I also think that naming a movie called swoosh would also be a good swoosh. one it's kind of fun to say <laughs> but Air is fine I guess yeah yeah well I'll, I'll keep that in mind <laughs> yeah. If, if I need to, if I ever talk to a you know a Nike executive that's uh, thinking about making a movie, I'll I'll pass along the swoosh idea. Thanks. Um, the next movie that I want to talk about is the Barbie movie. This one's coming out uh, July twenty first, twenty twenty three. So still a few months away. But uh, this one looks like it could be pretty funny. Um, it's the um, first live action Barbie movie after you know so many. Uh, Barbie or computer animated direct-to-video and streaming TV films, um, and this one stars Margot Robbie as uh, Barbie, Ryan Gosling as Ken, Will Ferrell as the toy company CEO. Should be funny, uh, and then other actors of note: uh, America Ferrera, Kate McKinnon from SNL, Michael Sarah, lots of lots of people, um, and. The synopsis is, after being expelled from Barbie land for being a less than perfect doll, Barbie sets off for the human world to find true happiness. So again, this is not coming out till July, but I think this should be a funny one. Right, right. I mean, if you go see it, I'll see it with you, Mary. How about that? It I'll, might I'll, be be, a... I'll be in a movie theater watching Barbie. <laughs> I, yeah, or just wait till it's on streaming services, yeah. more, most likely. <laughs> okay, uh, up next we have... Uh, Wait for it. Another Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Now, with Harrison Ford. With Harrison Ford. Now, this will be the fifth, and they and they do say right now, and final portrayal of Indiana Jones. He's uh, 80. Well, is he? like? He's, he's 80. Pretty, he'll be 81 in July. Yeah. So he's pretty old, but, you know, uh, he's still going to be running around. Uh, all, all prior four movies were directed either by uh, Lucas, uh, George Lucas, or, you know, Lucasfilm. Or Steven Spielberg. This one's going to be directed by someone else, so oh. we'll see how good it is. 
Um, but, you know, as usual, uh, the premise, of course, is, you know, an American archaeologist, uh, you know, and a part-time professor, part-time adventurer, uh, he's going to live against the backdrop of, like, the space space race in, like, 1969. Mm-hmm. So, um, and there's not too much uh, out about this, but, of course, the normal, you know, usual bad guys in uh, Indiana Jones movies are either Nazis or, like, Soviet Union. So it's still going to be, you know both you know like that that theme those are going to be the bad guys they haven't invented a new bad guy i don't feel like that'd be like politically correct to just invent another you know country as a bad guy yeah (laughs) but it's like oh it's the the russians or the the germans they're they're the bad guys but uh yeah so it's going to involve you know ex an ex-nazi member and it's going to be uh involve the moon landing so we'll have to see Mm. i I don't foresee him going on the moon (laughs) <laughs> you never but, know. But, but they're gonna have to incorporate some sort of supernatural thing because there's always some sort of, something supernatural uh, involved in uh, Indiana Jones movies. But I think I've seen all prior four, not all at once, but I definitely saw them over you know the period of my life. So I might have to watch this one. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in theaters, but when does it come out? Uh, June thirtieth, I think. Let me uh, let me double check that. Yeah, June thirtieth. So. It's a it's a nice summer movie for everyone. Right before Fourth of July. Yes. Yep. And that's all we have for this week. Um, we're almost on our fifth year anniversary of the podcast, which yes. is crazy. We started May eighteenth, twenty eighteen. Wow. Long time ago. <laughs> yeah, at this point. Living a different life back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you were still in college. I was still at my first job out of college. Yep crazy you guys have followed us all the way through yeah every single week of sorts yeah but you know up this upcoming uh may we're planning on that being our finale episode just well not not finale finale but like not we're not gonna podcast every week we'll just do it when we have you know stuff to talk about yes yes it won't be a weekly uh, podcast maybe monthly maybe monthly maybe you'll just get some special episodes but that's that's the plan going forward yeah, so enjoy, savor these last what month and a half of weekly episodes. You can always go back and listen to the other two hundred and thirty-two episodes. We've plenty, plenty of talking has happened to yes, the last. See, see if our voice has changed over the years. Most, <laughs> most likely, the voices haven't changed, but the microphone quality has yes, changed. That's true. Yeah, started getting real, real jobs and real money. <laughs> well, just that, and we just figured out how to podcast better. Yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, that's all we have for this week, and. I'll say goes eggs, but we'll talk about them again in November. Yeah, we'll give you an update when there's another update for Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.